Hey everyone, and welcome to the Hearts Unglued podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I invite guests or go solo and dive into topics that are hard, ugly, and are often hidden in our lives. Life as a late teen and young adult in the modern world as a Christian is anything but easy, and no topic here is off the table. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. Hey everybody, I am here today with Eric, directly after Laura's podcast. Hello. (laughs) Hi Eric. Hi Laura. I'm here. (laughs) Laura's making a sign for me on the floor. To keep me quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I give her a quiet activity for Eric's podcast. (laughs) See how long it goes. So, hi, Eric. Hello. How are you? Good. This is the first day I've ever met you, and we're doing a podcast. This is thrilling. Yeah. I have no idea where this is going to go. Yeah, I'm pretty quiet, too, so I don't really get out much and really talk much. So, (laughs) I've had a lot of stuff bottled up for me with over the years, so this is a good session. I'm ready. (laughs) It'll be like therapy. Yeah. Let it all lay out there. Yeah, exactly. Great. (laughs) She'll send you your bill (laughs) posted. No worries. Yeah. So who who are you? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> uh, my name is Eric Bosky. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Metamora, Michigan, and I currently reside now in Lake Elsinore, California. Um, I'm a graphic designer for 7MX. Uh, yeah, I'm just living the Cali life right now. The Cali life. Yeah, it's not from that. Metamora, Michigan to yep. the Cali. Where do you live in Cali? Uh, Lake Elsinore. I said that. I missed that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Um, it's about an hour north of San Diego and like an hour south of, um, of LA. So it's like kind of oh. like in the middle, you know, in the desert That's... where there's no water. Um, <laughs> Do you live by the beach? No, I'm like 30, 40 minutes from the beach. Oh, but well, that's not, unfortunate. Yeah, I don't really go to the beach by myself too much either without, uh, without Laura or anything. And Laura only visits ever so often. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's a big change from Metamora, Michigan, which is, you don't, even if you're from Michigan, you might not know Metamora. Yeah. So (laughs) I always wanted to, uh, I always wanted to go to California and live in California just because that's where like the action sports industry is. And yeah, there's just nothing to offer in Michigan. Um, That's a lie. (laughs) With all due respect to Michigan though. (laughs) With all due respect, like they have the auto industry and everything. But as far as like graphic designing and stuff that I wanted to be in, they didn't really have anything. So it was hard finding a job and I worked a lot of a lot of jobs working up to graphic design and I worked my fair share of labor work. I did a, a sad grocery store job. Um, didn't enjoy <laughs> that too much. And I had a, a roofing job, climbing around on roofs for a while. Exciting. And then, uh, yeah, graduated with uh, my degree in graphic design and I just decided one day I was just going to send out a bunch of applications and I was just like, you know what, I'm over this life. And I sent out maybe 30, 40 applications to a bunch of people in uh, the motocross industry and action sports. And I got a lot of replies back too. Um, And a lot of people were were thrilled about the resume that I sent out. And they were uh, pretty ecstatic to see, uh, you know, that they actually got a resume without someone that just hadn't created something up in like paint or like Word docs or something. (laughs) That was pretty good. Um, And yeah, so... At that point, they were just like, you know, get out of California and you have an interview. And Laura and I flew out to California for a few interviews. And I didn't even think they went that well. Um, I was pretty nervous, and as anyone would be. And just 
I don't know. They just, I guess they just went really well and they called me back and they're like, Hey, you got the job. So, uh, you know, get here. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to California before that point? Uh, I went once with a wedding actually to Laura and it was for Laura's brother at the time. And that was the first time I actually got the little bit of taste of California, but it was like in the area of California where I totally didn't want to live, but I didn't care cause I loved it. <laughs> um, it was at Newport beach or it was, uh, long beach, not Newport beach. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was in Long Beach. And if for those of you that haven't been to Long Beach, California, it's pretty, pretty busy. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of tourists. Um, there's nothing wrong with the area or anything. It's a really nice area, but it's just really busy. And yeah. me being that just kind of scares me off. But I just loved it. It was great weather and I was happy to be there. So that was the first time I ever went. And then you were like, I'm moving here. Um, well, prior before that, I wanted to go West and I had this whole dream since I was actually a kid, like I was four years old, at least three or four, I wanted to go to California, but at the time it was for different reasons. Um, and then just kind of evolved and I always ended up in California. So I always wanted to go West. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Living out the dream. So that's pretty great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's who I am today. Wow. (laughs) You're way cooler than me living in Oxford. (laughs) Yeah, it's possible for all of us farm kids to no, go west. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of those farm kids. Um, I grew. I went to a. I went to a school full of farm kids. Uh, Lapeer West. It's not even a school that exists anymore. Um, How Lapeer, many kids did you graduate with? Uh, it was like maybe a class of a hundred, wow. and there was a. The majority of it was all big redneck hicks, <laughs> and. And then, <laughs> and then there's maybe about a group of maybe four or five of us yeah. that uh, had our skinny jeans and, and vans on, and we usually got picked on and stuff like that. But that was my group that I hung out with too. So we all uh, took took the beating from all the hicks. That was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it was just a small class. Everybody knew everybody, and now the school is not even around anymore. Now it's just Lapeer School. They merged. So it was like East. In West, and then they merged it to like Lapeer. Um, so now there's like 200 kids per class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something That's like that. So if crazy. that, maybe 150, 200, or something like that. Wow. So, but yeah. We live in the middle of nowhere. Well, now you don't. Now you live in California. Well, I just live in the middle of the desert now. In the mountains. <laughs> Different kind. So it's still in the middle of nowhere, but it's just in the desert now. But oh, it's much better. Because it's California. Yeah, and there's no snow. But there's no snow here either. So I know. Just, right now, today cold. was 60. I know, it was nice cold. today. I know. It was 60 and sunny. Well, there's like this whole theory too. Like if you go to like this warmer weather, then like you're like, your blood thins and you can't, you can't like take like the colder weather. Like you, you can't do like you come it. accumulated to like the warmer weather. Then you come to the colder weather and you just, yeah. So I can't, like when I came back home for the holidays, it was seemed colder than it was before. So it seems crazy, but. Science. I think we're all kind of like that. We do it like the opposite way though. We're like when it's summer and then it's fall, like 50 is so cold. But like when we live in the tundra for the next like six months, then when it's 50 in the spring, we're yeah. like break out the shorts. and. I remember those days, you know, two months of summer and five <laughs> months of winter. That doesn't, doesn't <laughs> equal 12 months, but <laughs> there's more, yeah. more than that, but it's okay. <laughs> Laura, you look like you have something to say. You're doing a great job. <laughs> You're doing the best that you can do. <laughs> You're doing the best that you can. Thank you. 
<laughs> she means that genuinely too. In I case you missed the last podcast, I she screamed that. into our microphone. She's a very, you are very supportive woman. Indeed, doing the best that you can. Thank you. You're also doing the best that you can right now, Laura. Is it cute? <laughs> I'll post what she makes me. Don't I don't want to see it. I don't want to see oh. it yet. <laughs> Not until it's this done. This isn't even her podcast. She still somehow is featured in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. So we'll get down to it. The juice. What made the juice? The juice. Yeah. What was or is the biggest struggle for you as a young adult, as a Christian? Um, man, the biggest struggle. Um, probably just. Start, probably just starting out back just I started out just as a non-Christian and mm-hmm. I when I was a kid um we would go to church and I mean obviously like a kid at that age like you don't really understand what church is you're just like yeah, I'm going because my parents are taking me here and then I was baptized when I was about maybe nine or ten and I did it you know obviously because I was young and didn't really understand it and I was just like yeah I don't, I don't want to go to hell I, I'm gonna get baptized <laughs> right. I don't want to do that um, it's kind of just like checking a box. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. checked that off the box and made the parents proud that day. And that was about it. So, um, and then we stopped going to church. I don't know, maybe about 12 years old. And um, yeah, just at like from like 12 all the way up to the point, literally when I started, when I started talking to Laura and started dating her, um, I just was really distant from God and really distant from the Christian life. Um, I believed in God. Um but I didn't, um, yeah, I, I didn't really buy into anything that the Christians would tell you. Like, if you pray about it, it'll, you know, he listens and then, you know, you kind of work through it with him. I didn't believe in any of that. I just, I felt like there was just like a, like a target on my back. And I just, I felt like, you know, there's no point in talking because he's not listening. And I just felt like I had to do everything on my own. And it, uh, it was a really big struggle. Um, and uh, that's probably when, like, I started racing a lot more, too. Um, I've been racing third bikes since I was, like, three or four years old. And um, I think just, like, that's, like, when the racing really picked up. And I kind of just, like, Laura and I talked about this. Like, I kind of just, like, based my entire life, like, off of results and kind of just based off of just everything that, you know, I've, I've placed after, like, a race. And, like, if if I do well, then someone is just super ecstatic for me because the results that I place or if I don't do well, then everyone just – is just pissed off and, and no one wants no one wants to talk um so that i just that kind of just sets in like a big fear of rejection um and just people kind of just turning away um so i just kind of just keep to myself and then i've kind of learned to just keep myself for the years and that's something i'm kind of struggling with still um so yeah and then i met laura at a uh a general ed class <laughs> at a community college in speech and uh we never talked to each other once in the entire class <laughs> um and uh after that um yeah we just followed each other on uh, some social media and uh, (laughs) i just i just messaged her i told her stop liking all my pictures (laughs) i like that she said earlier you like slid into the dms but yeah but she was we missed the part that she was blowing up my social media (laughs) and i and we both were dating someone else at the time too Oh, <laughs> this is the juice that I was looking for. This is getting deep down to the core. Um, and yeah, it was just, 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just, I met her and, uh, my honest, my honest opinion when she told me how, uh, how much of a, how much of a Christian she was and how a big of a connection that her and her family had with God and like how she grew up with God in her life. Um, I felt really non-worthy and I didn't really feel like I could really talk to her. And I really struggled with that. Um, because I, I've done a lot of things and said a lot of things to people and hurt a lot of people and, and ruined a lot of friendships and ruined relationships. Um, and ruined like just family stuff, um, between my sister and I. Um, so I just felt like I just, wasn't really worthy. I felt like I had to put on like this fake face and just kind of, yeah, just, I don't know. It just didn't really feel like I was going to fit in. And, um, yeah, so I think the biggest, the biggest struggle just, uh, after this life story, I told you, um, <laughs> just the biggest struggle is just trying to still accept myself. Um, and, uh, just trying, just trying to continue to grow with God and, uh, yeah, just be proud of myself of who I am and how far I've come because it's just easy to pick out the negatives over the positives of what you've done. Um, and I think that's just how it is with life. You just, you notice like a lot, you just notice, I think just with someone being like a perfectionist um, or someone, if you're not even a perfectionist, it's just easy to notice like when you mess up and it's just, it's really easy to just thrive off of that, that thing that you messed up on rather than just focus on like, you know, this is how you're going to respond to it. And this is the process that it's going to take. And yeah. So do you think that like, like you were finding like your validation, like in racing yeah, and yeah, like all that? Um, there was definitely at a point where I told my dad, I was like, dad, I'm not even having fun anymore. And, yeah. uh, it just so happens that we had drove all the way down to Florida and I told him that I wasn't having fun anymore. I didn't want to race anymore. So that probably, that conversation didn't really go well, um, driving all the way down to the Southern of the country. Um, but I just told him, I was just like, dad, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm not having fun. And, um, I remember he just, he just was really livid. And, uh, you know, I mean, for various amounts of reasons, you know, when you're, when you're a kid at that age, you just tell like a parent that, you know, the parent's yeah. initial reaction is going to be, obviously they're not going to be happy spending all that gas and spending all that stuff to get you to the races and, and paying for all this stuff because I'm not paying for any of that. So, yeah. um, yeah, but it definitely got to the point where I was just, I was just racing just for acceptance and I wasn't racing for myself and I wasn't, I wasn't doing any things that I wanted to do for myself. Um, I was just doing it cause it made others feel good around me. Um, but yeah, so I think I still sometimes find myself searching back to that validation too, because I, I definitely want to take care of other people around me and I definitely want to help others around me. Um, and I'll just, I'll put myself aside and kind of just say, you know, you deserve all like the lower, like the low end stuff and, you know, you need to put these other people on a pedestal because that's what they deserve. And I just, do you think you kind of did that originally? Like with your relationship with Laura, like how you, I still do it today. Yeah. I always put her on a pedestal and I always <laughs> take all the stuff. I well, look at time. her. I know. I, just, I do it all the time. And I don't know. It's sometimes it gets me in trouble because I promise things out um, mm -hmm. to Laura and to my friends and to people around me. And I say, you know, I can do this for you and, or this is how I'll help you. And, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. That's, I don't know. That's just, an, I guess that could be categorized as another big struggle I'm struggling with just because, I don't know. I don't know why I promise those things out. I just want to help these people and sometimes I can't. So then I just see how crushed they can be and it yeah. sucks. Yeah. So. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that you were like afraid of like going for Laura at the beginning with like her Christianity because you were like worried that your validation was like 
also going to be affected in that? Uh, maybe a little bit afraid, but it's also kind of like motivated me a little bit. Um, <laughs> she just got all scared and looked at her. She's like, we're getting deep. We're getting deep, uh, Laura. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of validation, but I also saw what she had and, um, you know, I definitely, I definitely believe like if you look at others around you and you see like their success and it definitely like motivates you, you're like, wow, I see like what they have and how well it's working for them. And if it works for them, then why can't it work for me? So I think that's with that, with anything, especially, especially with God too. Like God does that in crazy ways. Like he definitely rubs off on people. And, um, he, I mean, he took someone from me, like the depth of like just being in like hardcore depression and just hating myself and just not accepting myself to like, when I saw like Laura and how well she was doing and just like, I mean, to be honest, when we first prayed around dinner, I was just like, these people are praying to something that's not even there. Mm -hmm. I just, I felt, I felt like an horrible person for thinking that, but that's truly how I felt. And it's, it's definitely, you know, um, I don't know. I just, it just motivated How did me. that like, what happened? Praying, like praying at dinner just, for the first time? No, <laughs> like just like going from they're praying to something that's not even there to now like. I don't know. I just, I always, I always needed something like I need physical evidence. That's mm -hmm. what I needed at the time. Like I just needed like physical proof. And I always like when I, especially when I started growing with God too, like when I was really new with it, I would just. Were you open to that at the beginning with Laura? That I needed like physical validation. Just like being open to like even having a relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Like, yeah. Like she motivated me for everything. Um, like her entire family did too. I just saw how well their family like gelled. I mean, obviously every family is not perfect. Like a lot of people struggle, but I just saw like how well they gelled, like with communication. And mm -hmm. then it was kind of bad. Cause I can, I compared their family to my family and you can't really do that. Like that, that's, that doesn't even make sense. Um, but I just saw like how everything while I was working, I was like, wow, like I really want that life and I really want to kind of grow with God and see and see what happens. And yeah, it's, that's kind of like what was the missing piece? Yeah, it's it seems like it. Yeah, from there, I mean, that was definitely the big missing piece. Um, yeah, I mean, and uh, I know that's really important to Laura, and it was it became really important to me at the very beginning. She was just like, you know, I just I just want to love someone that loves me as much as they love Jesus. And and when she first said that, I was just like, oh, that doesn't even make any sense. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> um, but then I started to like I started to understand like what she was talking about, and I just started to grow more with God, and then it just, it just kicked off from there. But, uh, but yeah, definitely in the beginning growing with God, it was really tough because I would just get mad and I would just yell at him and just be like, if you're, if you're real, then just prove something to me. And mm -hmm. he probably was proving something to me at the time, but he just, I was too ignorant to really notice what he was telling me at the time, but that's just part of the growth. and all that. What was like a really big turning point in that? Um, like, was there a specific event or was it just like over time or? in the time growing with God or like with Laura's relationship, what part? Like with, um, growing your relationship, like with God. Okay. Um, a big turning point. I don't know. It probably wasn't until I was going to this church called city light. Um, it probably wasn't until at least maybe a few months in. Um, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like all the messages that city light was that, the pastor at City Light was speaking was just resonated like perfect to like what I was going through every time I went there. And I was at first I was just like, you know, what a coincidence. But then after that, like he kept, he kept saying the same thing over and over again. But every time, like I had a different problem and we talked about the same problem that I had. <laughs> so then it, it kind of started to piss me off. I was like, you know, like I feel like this guy's like picking me out or something out yeah. of the crowd. But 
um, everything just started like clicking. Everything started making sense. And um, I finally started going to this uh, youth group that Laura it basically cost me an arm and a leg just to go. <laughs> um, I was working at a, uh, a graphic shop actually in the motocross industry. And it's just this low end graphic shop. I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but, uh, it just, it was, uh, it was an awful job and it didn't do anything for me. Um, and I just kept making this excuse that it was just a far drive and then I just couldn't afford the gas. But I just was, for some reason, I just didn't want to make that commitment. And I went to this youth group and I just met a whole different, whole different new set of people. And from there, when I started making some friendships there, um, I wanted to rededicate myself to God. And then I got baptized at City Light. And that was a big turning point for me. Wow. Yeah. How long did that take like, for you to get from point A to point B? At least a good year. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't like within a few months. Because within a few months, I would have been like, you know, I might want to rededicate myself to God. But then it's like saying that to yourself. But then it's also like, you know, connecting with the church and contacting them and saying, Hey, I, I want to rededicate my life. And like, let's set up a day and like, let's get in front of like all these people and like, let's, mm-hmm. let's get baptized again. And like, let's make this dedication and completely surrender God. And that's like, I mean, for people listening, he, he might just be like, Oh, it's not that hard. Like, you know, suck it up. But it's like, it's a big thing, especially yeah. for someone myself too. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, talk about butterflies. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's exciting. So like, how do you keep it? Like, how do you keep your faith strong today? Like, what are being so far that... away? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think everything was like now looking back at it, not looking back on it. It's just like everything was just went perfect to plan, and this was like the whole whole path that God had laid out. Like he <clears throat> he wanted me to go to City Light for a little while and just kind of reconnect with him, and then the path at City Light end a little bit and I transitioned to Kensington, Laura and I, and that was even better. And uh, I think like if I wasn't, if I wasn't connecting with all these people around me and getting acquainted with everyone in the, in the church community and, um, you know, connecting with God so well, then there's no way that he's going to send me off to California by myself and be like, okay, go find a church by yourself and go yeah. find people by yourself. But I feel like I just, I feel like I just grew really well and I just, put full trust into him at that time and it was scary and there was a lot of doubtful moments and then when he sent me out to california i just i don't know i just there's just like it's it's so different to try and think about how i was before because Mm -hmm. i can't even it's it's hard to even describe as to what i was like before um it's not like it's not at all it's not all blur but it's just they're just dark times yeah just scary times so um now i mean i just i got involved with an amazing church called Cornerstone out of uh, Wildemar, California. And, um, yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got, um, acquainted with a lot of people too, through like in the action sports industry, we do like Bible study every Monday nights. And then we have a youth group every Sunday nights and everything. And I've met amazing people too. Um, there's been a lot of cool people too, that I've met through like the worship team and everything. And, uh, maybe they'll take Laura. She's got (laughs) singing qualities, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, you have, you have to put a lot of effort in. And, uh, I think, I think that's a big thing with people, not just any Christians, like people think like, you know, you pray about something and then you're just like, all right, I prayed about it. It's right. all set. And it's just going to land on my lap. Like, that's just like a first step. Like you pray about it and then like, you like get up and you got to go do it. Like, yeah. You got to work for like, just like anything. Like yeah. God's not going to give you anything. And he 
definitely is happy that you come to him about it. Like that's a big thing, but he wants to see like what you're made of too. I truly believe that, that he wants to just, he wants to test your strength and he wants to test like your faith and everything. And he wants to just see like, you know, how much do you really trust me? And let's kind of put you to the test. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's just, uh, could you feel your faith being tested? Like when you went to California? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of times just, uh, just, I've never moved out before. So to move out by yourself 3000 miles away right, for the first time and, uh, just, just feeling kind of lonely and, um, you know, you're not, you're not like lonely because I, you know, I have family and I have friends and, um, you know, and then I have people around me too in, in California now. Um, but it's taken a while too, but just like, it's easy to get caught up in that moment where you're just like, man, like I have nobody. And, you know, you drop your dad off at the airport and he doesn't drop you off at the airport, which right. is kind of just scary in itself. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, you know, FaceTime calls and calls on the phone when I go so far sometimes where you just, I don't know. I just, it sucks. And, yeah. Uh, when you love, when you love someone that's really important to you, you definitely want them there all the time. Right. So, so has this like strengthened your guys' like, like faith in God and like your relationship with God, like through this? Uh, it's, it's tested it. There's been, yeah. there's been a few problems, um, in the relationship. Um, I've done some stupid things and I've said some, I've said some things that I've, I've hurt Laura. Um, and we're kind of working past the things, but I think God also had that in the plan because if I was still in Michigan and some of these things didn't happen, um, I don't know. I, th- I think, I think our relationship would still carry on. It would still be together, but I don't, I don't think that it would like, I don't think that it would continue to grow and every relationship has, has its issues and its learning curves. And, um, you know, I just, you know, you make mistakes and you're only human, but it's just like learning from those mistakes and training yourself how to learn from those. And, um, you know, just, you know, Laura, Laura knows that I messed up and, um, I don't know. It's just, it just tests, it just tests the relationship yeah. and it strengthens this over overall too, because then you just, you kind of take a step back and you're just like, wow, you know, you got to reevaluate things and, you gotta, you still gotta put your trust in this person, but you you gotta like really talk about these things. And I think it was easy, like when I was living in Michigan, to take the relationship for granted. And you get lazy because you see the person every day, and you're just like, you know, you know, I don't really have to put that much effort in. But you know, living so far away, it does require a lot of effort. And you know, if you really love someone, then you need to really prove it to them, and um, you need to put in that fourth effort. So it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely kept me on my toes, but it's been for a good part of keeping on your toes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's kind of cool to see like how God has turned a situation that like if God wasn't in the picture, like this could. It would, it would, it, it would never work. No. It would be totally over. If God wasn't in the picture, there's no way that this would work. It would just, <laughs> it would fall flat on its yeah. face. It would be bad. And like instead, like it's not even like God is like making it work, but he's making it strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. He works in crazy ways. So. <laughs> That's exa- it was just a really weird noise that happened. Laura's <laughs> crying. <laughs> that wasn't a weird noise. Did you hear that? I did. <laughs> Something happened outside in the hallway, but I don't know. And Laura's crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I 
good stuff. So like even after like all the stuff like went on and everything, is there anything like your move, you found a church, all that stuff, like do you ever notice like any single event like affecting your relationship with God that what do you mean by that? Like, is there like any specific struggles or is it just kind of like a slew of different things? Like, obviously like, we're all sinful. So our, our relationship with God is always being put to the test. Um, but ever since like moving, did that like bring up any like repeated things or just new things that like you didn't even know were going to be struggles with God? Um, I mean, first one is definitely just trust. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just really hard. Um, it's definitely easier said than done. And, um, you know, everything is just, everything's put, it's not like, I'm not solely doing this on my own. Like I have God on my side and I have Laura and I have family and friends back home in Michigan, but it's definitely just like, you know, everything kind of does fall on your shoulders. Like you have to get out and like, you have, you have to go to work and like, nobody's going to wake you up like, yeah. in time. And like, nobody's going to tell you to go feed yourself and you know, it's kind of like that relationship with God. Like no one's going to tell you to go pray or no one's going to tell you to yeah. open up your Bible and kind of just, you know, read, read a passage or no one's going to tell you to go to Bible study. Like you have to do all this stuff because you want to do it. And there's been times too, like, where like, if I have a rough day or I have a rough few days, I'm just like, man, like, why would you just let me just like experience like that? Like, or why, like, you're not seeing me struggling here, but then yeah. like, you have to look back at like the whole, the whole route that God has for you and like that he's gotten you along this whole way. And then that's just kind of, reflects back on the whole part like you're pulling negatives out of a whole pot of positive situation where you should be just looking at you know what he has provided for you and um you know laura and i've talked about this too where you just you write down all the things that are just getting on your nerves and just have you mad and just all these things that you know you don't like about yourself you just write them all in like um a sticky note or whatever and then you flip it over and you write all the things that you're you're proud of yourself for um and then there's been times too where I can't come up with anything negative for myself. Um, and it's kind of gotten into a habit where I do that usually every morning. Yeah. Um, you know, at the holidays, me being back, I haven't done that, but I have a few sticky, I have like a bunch of just notes in my, in this note thing that I have um, just a bunch of lists of what the stuff that I'm proud of myself for. And then that list of that, of that list of my, of me hating myself and me just, um, just not, not proud of myself is getting smaller every time yeah. I write it. Um, not because I can't come up with those things, but just because I know those things aren't true. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a big learning curve and all of this isn't happening like within a week either. It's, right. it's just taking a while. Um, I've been out in California since September now and uh, we're heading into January. So I still have a lot of growing to do too. And there's still a lot of tests that are going to happen. And it's, that's just part of the whole thing with God too. You're just going to be tested throughout your entire life. It's just yeah. never going to end. So Yeah. Well, it sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, a bunch of emotions. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, but it's good. Yeah. Are you thrilled to be back in Michigan right now? Um, <laughs> I'm thrilled to see Laura and my family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled to do this podcast. Would you rather? Have... Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even know that he was doing this podcast until. No, no. I thought we were doing a relationship couples podcast, but we, it's okay. We can do it individually. Is young. No, <laughs> it's, it's not young. It <laughs> it's is, not young. It is 1150 at night and <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> Would you rather have Laura and your family go to California or would you rather come here? 
for permanently or vacation? Just vacation. <laughs> vacation? Um, probably me come here just because everybody's here. And I can't have everybody in California. That's but so if, nine of you. He's a nine. <laughs> by the so way. I scored a nine. A peacekeeper. Yeah. We have to figure out your wing. Did it say your wing? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, is he a one or an eight? What is an eight? Um, the eight is the, it's like the, you like confrontation. The challenger. the challenger. No, he's a one. He's a perfectionist. He's a perfectionist. Yeah. I guess if that's what it is, then that's definitely perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> a nine wing one. Yeah. I see it. I see it. That's why all, all of like my really good friends, I'm a two. All of my really good friends are either. We know that. Also we said twos. That a lot. All yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm a two. Yeah. <laughs> and all of my really good friends are either also twos or are nines. So it's interesting. It carries on. We don't, we don't, yeah, we don't associate with the other numbers. I don't know much about this Enneagram, so whatever number you are, I accept you for the video. <laughs> that's nine. <laughs> that's a nine. Yeah, that's, that's nine. you would say that. Yeah. You would say that. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. See, there's other numbers that would be like, I don't want to associate with them either. Or they I just mean, pick out random numbers. That's their decision. I think nine's a good number. <laughs> It's incredible. He at dinner was a non-believer, but a non-believer I mean, of the enneagram of the enneagram. No, I'd taken it before, but I didn't remember my number. I think it was just I think it was a false enneagram test that Laura sent me, and I did it in the morning. I, I did it in the morning. I don't know. I don't even remember. I think that might skew the results, though. Like if you're in a bad mood and you're taking the enneagram test, well, like, good morning. Would you help people? No. I'm a good. Mor- I'm a good morning person. Are you? I would like to say I am. Yeah, I wake Is he up. chipper in the morning. Depends. Is Laura chipper in the morning ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's she looks she looks amazing in the mornings, but not chipper. No, no, she's not. <laughs> she just gets up and she knows she's got a duty and she goes and does it and takes care of the day. She's a strong, independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to post the Enneagram somewhere on this. I'm going to have to like put the link in my bio at all times. I guess so. I mean, I wasn't even really in tune about it until literally today dinner. Today dinner, we all discussed it. Oh, that's true. Hannah's not a six or she is a six. She's not a two. We like Hannah. Hannah. She's what's a six. A six is the loyalist. You got to read about them. I don't see it too much. Oh, I got to be warned. No, they're just, they're, they need love. Oh. Laura, why don't you come on over here? She seemed pretty vulnerable. <laughs> Laura looks real lonely on the couch, so we're going to bring her in here. <laughs> I was told not to speak for this hour. You couldn't even make it's it an okay. hour. <laughs> and you didn't even finish. Did you finish your toy? I did. did you finish your I hot chocolate? My fried, not my hot chocolate. They made me hot chocolate. They gave me a craft to shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quiet activity. It wasn't a craft necessarily mm. it was a craft <laughs> i liked it so laura hello I, i'm glad to be we back can get thank quest- you for having me again <laughs> <laughs> what you're taking away the mic in case sorry. i don't talk and you're hogging everything <laughs> she just walked over here and sat on top of eric and is taking over the microphone it's okay <sighs> i can't think <laughs> 
So, Laura, how do you feel about the long distance relationship? Listen. We can get right into that. So, I think <laughs> that... <laughs> Let me just get adjusted here. No, I think that, um, kind of like Eric said, like, if he hadn't mo- have moved, I think that a lot of different things that we needed to work on wouldn't have come to surface um, as soon as they did. And I think that, like... You know, they probably would have come to the surface eventually down like 10 years from now if we're married or something. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden we're in a very different situation dealing with these problems that are probably, you know, would be bubbling underneath the surface and way worse like down the road. Yeah. So I think that like I'm grateful. Um, I've said this before, like to other people, like I am grateful that this all has come up like different things that we realized we needed to work on but didn't know like have come up sooner rather than later because now we can address them before like it snowballs even more out of control or something like that. And like, I think long distance, like my brothers both did it and now they're successfully and like happily married. I think that, um, it's important. And like, obviously it stinks and I wouldn't want to do this again (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) But like, I think that if every couple does kind of go through something like it, I think it, it definitely is a good test of your relationship just to see like, if this is something that is worth all this effort, because if it's not, then that's fine. But like long yeah. distance, definitely like makes you figure kind of yeah, yeah quicker than if you are just seeing each other every single day. Yeah. So um, yeah. How was it like knowing Eric wasn't a believer at first? So was let's get of, your perspective. It was on this one story. of those things where it was like, <laughs> as long as he's open to it, you know, missionary dating like so frowned upon but um you know I was like as long as he's open to it then that's fine and if it ends up being like it's really just not happening and he is never gonna love Jesus then I would just realize that one day and then it would be fine and I would just break up with him um <laughs> but it's most tragic. No, <laughs> um you know I had that rationale in my head that like I have the discernment to know what's best for me <laughs> um but I don't know, just, like, over knowing him, like, even when we were just friends, like, just after spending some time with him, like, all of a sudden after, like, he did start coming to church every time, so, like, asking questions, like, I all of a sudden started to see, like, the gears in his head moving and just, like, a shift change in his personality and, like, mm-hmm. the way he dealt with things and, like, the way he processed, like, anger, like, or just different things that I had seen how you responded to situations before, like all of a sudden I started to see like a shift. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is happening right before my freaking eyes. Like, this is so cool. And so it was just like, it's been awesome. Like even today, like I'm still growing in my own journey and everything too. So, but, um, but it's been really cool to see Eric, like become basically like this whole new person in Christ. Like it's been awesome. But in the beginning, I don't know, I guess I just had faith in the beginning. Did you know that you guys were sitting around the table and he was like, God isn't real. No, <laughs> he's not gonna tell me that. No, only things come out on podcasts. So yes, but that definitely goes back to like more like the anger thing too. Just, I mean, I would just, I mean, I, I keep going back to it, but like if I if I did bad like with racing too, I would just get mad and like things would be thrown and things would just be broken. I would just it just was not handled properly, and it would just ruin the day. And they would be driving home, would be quiet. And then when I would get home, it still wouldn't be over with. And then it would just, I would go to bed mad. And then I finally wouldn't be okay until, you know, the next day or maybe a few days from then. And then something else would just make me bad. And then it just, it was just ruined again. So 
I don't know, just, it's just crazy. Like I didn't do any therapy or I didn't see anyone or talk to anyone at that time. It just, it just, it was crazy. Like how crazy, how crazy, like God just took over my life and just, yeah, just like calm, just calm me down and just put full trust into him. And I just, I just, it became more like curious about, about like the whole, like about God and just about the Bible and just the things that they said in church. I wanted to ask more questions. I wanted to know more. Um, but me being the quiet nine that I am, <laughs> I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to get up and like raise my hand or like step up on stage. It's just not who I am. But they did like for, for people like the nines, they left little <laughs> questions at the end of the service where you could like text a number, you know, and I would text that number like every other service. You you know, I would ask questions all the time. I yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so they like, they always, that was at City Light. They always offered like you just ask questions and just any, any, you know, great things that you felt today. And I would text that number all the time. I had that number on speed dial. It was great. <laughs> it you was should like, see Laura's face right it was now. Real, She's it was melting. Real, it's for those quiet nines that they could text. Like, yeah. I really did that. Um, so I really could appreciate that at that church. But yeah. How does that make you feel, Laura? <laughs> you know, it is hard to know when it's like genuine, you know, like yeah. it's hard, like, especially, um, you know, dating someone and like, they kind of go through this like shift, like while you're dating them. And it's hard to know, like, if it is genuine, if they're trying to like say all this stuff just to make you happy. But like, it is really cool kind of hearing Eric, like tell the story to different people because it just is like reaffirming that like, this is a real awesome thing. And like, God really is working in his life. And it's been really cool to watch. And so just hearing little things like this I've never heard before, it's just like, oh, like, you know, he doesn't need to tell me all this stuff, yeah. to, you know, whatever. He kind of, like, proves different things just by, like, his actions and the way he lives his life and stuff. But, like, it is really awesome hearing his story. And um, I'm proud of who you are and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thankful that um, I'm just thankful. Yeah. Is it really cool to see that, like, when he did move to California – that he found his own church and he... Yeah, I mean... Was that a scary thing for you? He's... I, you know, because I'm I'm more of the extrovert in this duo. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm kind of the one who's like, yeah, come to youth group. Like, come mm -hmm. do this, come do this. And, like, meet my friends. And wanting to, like, include him. And so knowing that I'm kind of, like, more willing to put myself out there and be more social. Like, like that's not Eric by nature. Like yeah. he can be if he wants to be, but I think like he's, that's not his first instinct is to like yeah. put himself in the situation like that. Um, so I was like, if this is important to him, he's going to have to get out of his comfort zone and there's nothing I can do about it yeah. because I am not there to hold his hand. So I was like, this will be another good test of like, if this, if community is important to him and if he wants to like, not be stuck by himself he's gonna have to go find it so it was kind of nice to not have to have that responsibility just like to be you know and like I was a burden no <laughs> but it was just like this isn't on me there's nothing yeah. I can do and yeah. so um you know I was like encouraging and I'm like you can do this like you can go make friends like you you got this kind of thing so and he did and he found this community of um he also played tennis in high school and so he found a tennis group and yeah. it was really cool like he would call me and be like oh my gosh like I met these people like I went to this like slam poetry night with all these friends and like yeah. I'm meeting these people we have a bible study like hearing him be so excited was the most like amazing beautiful awesome thing I'm like oh this like does matter to him like he wants this for himself and that's when the biggest thing is like 
each of us pursuing God officially on our own now, separate completely, like our church lives are completely separate now yeah. because of the distance. And so kind of like we each have to now really pursue God like on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone kind of says that like in relationships, but like it really is yeah. like separate now. And so that's been really awesome is like hearing each other's stories yeah. after like the week is done. And something. you probably just have like this newfound trust that he does love God. Yeah. Because yeah. And back to like the whole genuine thing for sure. Yeah. It's um it's real. Do you think you would have always had some doubts in your mind of that? Like if you guys didn't have to live out your probably, I don't think I ever like realized that, but probably like if, um, cause now it's definitely like actions speak louder because I'm not with him every day. So he really does have to like find ways to prove that, um, different things are what he says they are. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It's built a whole new level of like trust and like faith and, what's going on so yeah what would you say to any other couples doing this long distance thing favorite question nothing (laughs) you can't you need god like 112 percent like if god is not in the picture good luck because it's it's hard as it is and god is like the only reason why any of this is even like yeah working still you know so i mean we're doing good but i think that like yeah god for sure god I would just say that just, you know, just, just talk about it too. Just, you know, like talk about it in your car or wherever it is that you feel comfortable talking God about it. Or you can go to a therapist. Like you're not crazy for doing that. Like you can do anything, anything that, anything that makes you feel comfortable. But like when you go from seeing your best friend every day and then you know your best friend's 3000 miles away and all you get is just a phone screen, you know, it's, 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 it's a satis- big change. It's satisfying, but it's really hard. Like, you know, yeah. You know, have taco have taco Tuesday nights. We, do, we do like you know, go oh. get Taco Bell on Tuesdays or something. Or like yeah, make it get make creative. It like, yeah, you yeah. gotta get it creative and like you have to make it fun still because like you know it's easy to really lose that and like you know even if you do have God on your side, like you still will lose like the love in it if you like you're just calling yeah. someone every day and you're just like hey how's it going like how was your day like it's it's gonna yeah. get boring like you can say that you pray about it and like God's on your side all you want but if you're not putting the fourth effort into it then. It kind of goes back to like it's not going to fall on your lap like you have to seriously work for it and if right. you really love someone then it's not going to be walking on pins and needles it's going to you know it's going to work really well for you so. yeah yeah if you got communication issues those will get fixed real quick <laughs> <laughs> you got it's all talking yeah. um yeah no it's possible it's definitely possible and i think too like if you are in a position, I don't know who's listening to this, whatever. Um, All 12 people. But just, <laughs> if, like, you do find yourself in a position of, like, choosing between, like, if the only reason that you would stay behind, like, if you're choosing between your dream of moving out to go do something, like, what Eric did, and then, like, staying for a person. Like, I would never have wanted Eric to tell me to, like, to stay. Like, he would have, like, I would have wanted him to tell me to go chase my dream kind yeah. of thing. Like, I would have never wanted to be the one to hold him back. So, like... I don't know. I just would encourage you to kind of just like yeah. reassess that and just like, I don't know. It was a really hard decision to be like, cause I mean, if I had said like, no, stay, he would have stayed and then he would have resented me for, you know, whatever. Well, that's just forever. putting her back up on a pedestal. pedestal. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I think it's just like a really tough conversation to have, but it's also like, it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so inspired by you guys. I think that we could write a book. I feel like we're just motivated. I think that we could. I know. I love it. Let's get you 12. Let's get you 1,200. This is pre. 1,200. Yeah. This is pre-release everything. That's true. We are. Now it's 
past midnight. We are, <laughs> how many days are there in December? 30? 30. We are, oh, dang. I thought there was 30. We are three days out. Yeah. Three days out from this seven. bad boy. Not this episode, but this whole okay. shindag yeah. of this podcast being released. Well, we're so happy to. I know. Be a part. Eric didn't even know he was going to be a part of it. He this. was all about it, though, which I think is another. Just, it's just That's just another thing of just stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, I want to do it. I want to. I know you were so pumped about it. you were more pumped than Laura. I was pumped that you actually had me on because she was like, "Who is this new guy? He's sitting on my couch this whole time. He's ate all my candy all night. He's ate all my food. <laughs> and he's drinking all my water. He's asked for snacks. Like, who does this guy think he is? You come to my house and then leave this motivational speech and then just leave. Like, who do, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You don't do that. What's the matter with you? It does not happen very often, people. So when you get the advantage or when you get the opportunity, take it. I like it. Thank you. If I could snap my fingers. Laura's got a snapper, right? There you go. Snaps. Snaps. There you go. Also, stay tuned for the Instagram post because it was hand chosen. It's Laura's favorite picture. <laughs> it's a good one. I have like eight to choose from. I mean, I have like, to. They're all great. Oh. You're so just photogenic. Let's get Hannah and Trevor on here. I know. Yeah, Hannah and Trevor. I Trevor has not committed to coming on what day? Sunday? We should do a Valentine's Day episode. Oh my gosh. I don't know them that well. I know. That We're going to have to get a whole table conversation here. Let's all just. It's better if you don't know him because Laura and Hannah know each other really well. That's true. And you don't know Trevor very well. So just... we're going to get a whole bunch of different yes. perspectives here. That'll be good. This will be a thing. That'll Stay tuned, good. guys. This is you're here for the planning. You don't know who <laughs> Hannah and Trevor are, but they're gems. Yet. yet. I you think will. they're the next episode. So. We're gonna do have we have to do any that. more questions, Rachel? This is going really you well. Guys, I feel like you uh, like to talk about this. So <laughs> what do you know? No, no, no. Is there anything else? What would just you guys say? Oh, how about what would you say to somebody who's dating an unbeliever? Oh, who's dating a non-believer? Okay, like yeah. I. Oh, I, I actually can fix this. I I know what to say. Okay. Uh, someone, <laughs> someone. So someone who's dating a non-believer, and this is on a serious note. I'm sorry to interrupt, Laura. She's kind of glaring at me. I'm not glaring at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're dating a non-believer, um, the best thing that you can do is just to talk and listen and, um, don't, don't bring up, don't bring up God because there's a reason why they're a non-believer and there's a reason why that they're mad at God because nobody wakes up and nobody's born into this life and they're just like instantly not believing in God. So something has happened traumatic in their life at some point or something that they're struggling with is forcing them to not believe in God. And every, we are, we are all, you know, children of God and, um, you know, there's so they're struggling with something at the time, and that's, there's a reason why they're not believing. So they know he's there, but they just don't want to accept that he's there. So the best thing to do is just to listen to what hmm. they have to say and just talk to them. And you know, it sucks. I know it's hard for us Christians, but don't bring up God. Just um, talk to them about their problems, and then God will come into their life. And is that what I did? Did I just listen, or did I talk too much? Eh, you brought up God a little bit, okay. but it's okay. Well, well, <laughs> I would say. From the other perspective, if you are if you are already a Christian, just guard your heart. Like I think that that's very important to also just like because you are putting yourself out there to like fall for someone or be attached emotionally to someone who like might not end up being the person that you want them to be. And like you can't project and like force someone into this mold. Like you can't force this person to love Jesus because that's just not going to happen. And like, even if they do go along with it to make you happy, that's not truly what you want. And that's going to 
be a disaster later on. So just like, just be careful. Like, like he said, like, you know, just listen and like be willing to hear them out and hear their story and kind of just, you know, be, you know, whatever you can be for them and everything and just supportive and encouraging and all that. And like, if you just like pray about it, as silly as that is, like, obviously, like, I think God had a plan for us and it's worked out because it was something that like God wanted. But if it's like, you feel like you're forcing it mm-hmm. and everything and you're kind of like ignoring signs from God, then like, maybe it's not meant to be like, it's not that it can never be done. It's been done many times by plenty of different people, but just be careful because you are putting yourself in a position to potentially like get hurt because this person yeah. might not end up being what you want them to be. Like it's only by the mere like grace of God that like, this has all turned out so well. So, um, and I don't take any credit for it. So just just be careful. Yeah. But like you said earlier, you were like, well, if he's not a believer. Right. I, I was just like assuming, assuming I had the self-control to break up with him if it came down to that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know so many people who like, you know, date non-believers thinking that they'll change and then they marry them. And then they're not really happy because like Christmas comes around and like the day, you know, whatever yeah. the other person like. Well, Christmas doesn't really mean anything to the kid. And the kid's like, well, what? And then, yeah. you know, it's just, it's yeah, not yeah. what you pictured. Like, it's not this team, like, teammate situation of, like, raising your kids in, like, a godly way that, like, how you want, have always wanted kind of thing because, yeah. like, you never realized or, like, you never were brave enough to, like, just, like, face the fact that, like, this isn't working out kind of thing. So just, like, I don't know. Just be careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just... In all relationships. And just trust God. Like, if it's not working out, like, just trust that God, like, has that person for you yeah. down the road. Yes. And that he has the power to change hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we see here. And that's not your job. Your job is not to change the person. That is God's job. You can't. If yeah. you listen to the last podcast. You <laughs> I believe that. Because I think that we do, like you know, find these broken people are like, oh my gosh, like I need to be the person who like brings them to Jesus. Like yeah. that's not your, like, no, that's not, your job isn't to completely change them. Like that's not yeah. a decision they have to make for themselves. You know? right. And that's hard to. What is, I have one more question for you. What's your favorite creative thing that you guys have done being long distance? Creative? Oh, okay. My favorite is when like, we just have like FaceTime on and he's like working on his bike and I'm doing homework and we're not talking. Like, I love that. Like, yeah. just, like, because we're quality time people. And a lot of the times when we do hang out, <laughs> as much as I'm talking right now, we, like, don't talk. Like, sitting yeah. in silence kind of with in the same room is, is... I think that's what I miss the most, too. It's great. And like, so just being on FaceTime. Yeah, silence. like, when we're far away, I think I miss that the most. Like, just, yeah. just miss, like, laying in bed. Like, if I'm doing some graphic design work on my laptop and she's just doing some homework, like, we're still sitting next to each other, but I don't need to talk to her to know that she's okay. Like, I know she's okay just sitting yeah. next to me, so. We also do, like... We've done like Taco Tuesdays. We've done that a few times, but then Taco Bell is not good for you, so I don't recommend for that. Oh, I think it's delicious. <laughs> it's good for the soul. Do you have any ideas that you want to do? Um, well, we've also been doing you know Bible studies together. Yeah. Like there's different apps that are helpful with that, so that's been really nice. Yeah, um, that's kind of hard though because our schedules really line up. Like when I'm getting off work, it's five o'clock in California. Well, we don't do them together. We like do them that week and then talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's kind of um, sometimes we're almost good, Dave and I. But things that we want to do that we haven't. I can't think of anything. I think yeah. that it just, I mean, it just comes I'm pretty up. happy with it. Just comes up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I'll think of something crazy. We'll you talk. should write a blog. 
Oh god, that's another thing. I think people have told me to write a blog, and I'm just again, no one cares. Can what I, I have feature to say. you on my blog? You can absolutely do that. Okay, and then if, we're gonna do this. Maybe if people receive it well, then I'll have my own. I would. <laughs> It'll just be about breakfast food. <laughs> it won't be about anything important. It'll be about which place has the best waffles. That's a good one. I would read that. I would keep tabs on which place has the best waffles. I'm a. I I love brunch. Same. I love brunch. Well, thanks, Eric, for letting me. Yeah, come yeah. Over Thank you yeah. for coming for coming on to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much, both of you, for being here. Thanks, Thank Eric, you. for yeah. jumping the gun on this and doing yeah. it with like an hour to prepare. I mean, I saw, mentally. I saw an opportunity and I took it. I think I got most of the things off. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Laura. No for problem. Coming and giving us your yeah. words of wisdom. No. That's just talking. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you're doing the best that you can. Oh, that's my hashtag. I like it. That's my thing. I like no, that's what I'm going to call my blog. <laughs> ah! Here, you're hearing things unfold. Oh, live. you guys are witnessing the beginnings of something. This is the making of history yeah. right now. I love it. It is so late. <laughs> we should just wrap this up. <laughs> I'll leave with one motivational thing for people to make oh, it. I'm ready. Here we go. Look at she's so emotional. She just can't even. Just... I'm not. I'm annoyed. I just say you, it. I gave you your time. <laughs> this is the real love. This is the real. This love. is real. We have life. our struggles every day. I'll leave with one motivational quote for the people that are just have like this big decision and you're just contemplating. Just go out and just go do it. Oh, so just. I like it. Yeah, just don't. That's just, what I'm doing right here. Yeah, just I don't, don't know what I'm just, doing. Just make it happen. <laughs> and I'm more of a quiet person, but you know. Um, you know, just the quiet people don't really speak. Like, like Rachel it. said, the farm kid ended up in California. The farm so kid. Anything can happen. California. Oh, yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will post both of their information on our Instagram. Make sure you guys follow them. Um, and Eric stay Bosky. tuned. Eric Bosky. All lowercase. She's going to post it. Stop talking. She's doing her outro. <laughs> her entro? Outro. Outro. This is the outro. Yes. <laughs> all right i will talk to you guys next week leave your comments and all of your positivity and everything on the bottom of our instagram post thanks bye thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast hearts unglued i hope you all loved listening to our conversation and got some comfort in remembering that you are never alone god knows our hearts and is just waiting for us to surrender it all to him you can find me either at my website, Hearts Unglued, which is heartsunglued.wordpress.com or my Instagram at heartsunglued. Thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week with another topic on the common struggles as a young Christian adult in the modern world. See you then.